Hello, I'm Chef Ian Bromstead, and welcome to Regal Fair, where I'll show you how to create simple and elegant meals, just like we do at some of the finest restaurants in this country. Today we're going to make a sunchoke risotto with black truffle vinaigrette. We'll have some roasted lamb loin with little peas and carrots, and then we'll finish with a little Bailey Hazen's blue cheese with a little celery and grapes. So I'm going to go ahead and get started on our sunchoke risotto. So I'm going to take just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, and we're going to start a little bit of risotto here. So we can take just a little bit of diced white onion. We can just let that start sweating. And then over here in this pan, we can take just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. And we can start sweating a little white onion here too. So this white, on white onion in this pan is going to be for our sunchoke risotto. Sunchokes are a beautiful rhizome that grow into the ground that are available in the fall. There are these beautiful sunchokes here. So this pan we're going to just sweat these onions with just a little bit of salt. A little bit of salt here, a little bit of salt here. We can turn this up a little bit. So now that these onions are starting to become gentle and nicely translucent, we can take just a little bit of chopped raw garlic. We can add this to the pan. So now that our onions over here, these are starting to become nice and light and translucent. We can go ahead, just let the garlic toast for just another few seconds. We just really want to let that oil take on the beautifully delicious, sweet aromas of the garlic and the onions. And we also want the onions to be a little tender because we don't want them to be crunchy when we go to make our puree. So now that these onions over here are starting to come, come up nice and gently, we can go ahead and add some garlic to this pan as well. We can add just a little bit of chopped garlic, about a cup, about a clove. So these are toasting along nicely. And these over here are becoming nice and tender. So to these onions that I have here, I'm just going to add these diced sunchokes. All I did was peel these sunchokes here and just dice them. These beautifully nice white sunchokes. We can get all these in. I just keep them in water to help prevent any browning. So now that we have all of our sunchokes in here, I'm just going to add just enough milk just to cover. We can let that cook. So now here our onions for our risotto are coming down nice, nicely. We can cook these for just another few seconds. We can see that they're still a little crunchy, a little a little hard still, so we can just continue to cook these for just another minute or so. So now that our onions are just about cooked here, we can go ahead and we can add our arborio or short grain rice. I like the arborio. You can also use carnaroli. That's another wonderful rice that we can use for the risotto. Any short grain rice will be good. So now what I'm doing is I'm letting the rice toast in the olive oil. What we want to do is want to let the rice absorb a little bit of this olive oil, that delicious, sweet, tasty olive oil that we made with the onion and garlic. So we're just going to want to toast our rice just for a few moments, about a minute. We don't want to brown anything in here. We want this to remain nice and white, nice white creamy risotto. So now that we have all of our rice toasted, 
I'm just going to add about a half a cup of dry white wine. And we're just going to let this cook like this. So we're going to let this, we can turn this up to high and let this keep cooking. The idea with risotto is that we want to stir the risotto the whole time because what's going to end up happening is this short grain rice is very starchy and the more that we stir it, the more starch is going to come out of the rice. So we're just going to continue to stir this risotto just the whole way through its cooking so that all the starches come off the rice and we get a nice thick creamy risotto when we're done. So now that just about all of our wine has reduced out of here, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start adding some vegetable stock. So I have just a little bit of vegetable stock here. I just made this with some carrot, celery, Spanish onion, a little bay leaf, and some black pepper. I just combined all those ingredients together in a pot and cooked them for about two hours, just nice and gently, just until all the vegetables were tender. Just to make a little quick vegetable stock. So we can continue to stir this risotto. Our sunchoke puree is coming along nice and neatly. We just want to cook these sunchokes for about 10 or 15 minutes, just until the sunchokes are tender. And let those continue to simmer. So then in here, in this little bowl here, continue to stir our risotto. So in this little bowl here, I'm just going to make a little bit of black truffle vinaigrette. So I have here just a little bit of chopped black truffle. Um, these, are, these are pretty readily available nowadays. Um, truffle products are becoming pretty popular, so a lot of grocery stores should carry them. Um, if you need to go to a specialty Italian store um, to find them, they're, they're, they're widely available. So we can take just a little bit of our black truffle, and we're going to take about, uh, let's say, a teaspoon of finely minced shallot. And we're going to take about, uh, let's say, a tablespoon of fresh lemon juice. So we have the fresh lemon juice in there. And again, continuing to stir our risotto. And then we can add to our truffle vinaigrette, we can add just a little bit of freshly ground pepper, a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, and a little bit of kosher salt. And that's our black truffle vinaigrette. Continue stirring our risotto. You can see that the risotto is now starting to absorb all that vegetable stock that we put in there. So now that we're getting a little tight and the risotto is starting to get nice and dry, we can add another ladle of veg stock. So one more ladle. We want to add the vegetable stock in stages so that we can continue to stir it and it'll be a nice thick rich risotto the whole way through. That way the rice grains will get a chance to really rub against themselves and let all that starch come out into the risotto. So we're going to continue to cook these sunchokes for about another 10 or 15 minutes just until they're tender. And we're going to continue to add ladle by ladle of vegetable stock into our risotto just until the risotto is tender. We'll go ahead and we'll get this cleaned up and we'll come right back to finish our risotto. So our risotto is just al dente. The rice kernels are just still a little crunchy inside. It's the perfect place to finish the risotto just when they're just a little crunchy on the inside. So now that this is just about ready, now that the rice is almost, almost cooked, we can go ahead and add our sunchokes. So I took those sunchokes, I strained off just a little bit of the liquid and I just pureed them very simply, just made a quick sunchoke puree. That's what this white creamy puree is. Nice beautifully white sunchoke puree. So we can add a pretty generous amount of the sunchoke puree. It's gonna be what adds all the flavor to this risotto. It's very sweet and delicious. So we can get this sunchoke puree incorporated in here. 
beautiful creamy sunchoke. Yeah, beautiful velvety smooth sunchoke puree makes this risotto really just really luscious and creamy. So now that the sunchoke puree is fully incorporated, we can take um, just a little bit of butter. Uh, we can take about a about a tablespoon of, of whole butter. Get that right in the rice. Rice needs a little bit of richness. And it'll make this really smooth and creamy. So now that we have beautiful creamy risotto, we can go ahead and we can finish this. So I'm just going to take a big plate here and I'm going to add just a little bit of this blanched celery. All I did was take some celery and dice it up and then just dropped it into some hot water just uh, for about 10 or 15 seconds just to set the color. And then I just refreshed the celery and just a little bit of ice water just to stop the cooking. And now we can add about, let's say, three tablespoons of grated Parmesan cheese. And now that we have all of our ingredients in the risotto, we're just going to stir this beautifully creamy risotto just to combine all the ingredients. So our risotto is ready. So we can just go ahead and take a nice, generous portion here and just spoon this right into this dish. I really think that this is a nice consistency for risotto. Not too thick, not too runny. I like it a little loose, just like this. Beautiful. So now we can take our black truffle vinaigrette and we can just drizzle this all around. I really love the flavor of the black truffles with the sunchokes. I think they go really well together. So now that we have our black truffle vinaigrette on, we can take some of these sunchokes and just arrange them around. I just took some of these sunchokes and I just shaved them on a mandolin, really thin into little little circles, and then I just deep fried them in some hot oil uh, for about for about three or four minutes, just until they're crispy. Uh, the oil was about 275 degrees. Nice, beautiful, golden brown, crispy sunchoke chips. Nice garnish for this risotto. So here we have our creamy sunchoke risotto with black truffle and celery. We're going to get this cleaned up, and we'll be right back to make our lamb. Welcome back. So we're going to go ahead, and we're going to start roasting our lamb now. So to get started on our lamb, first I'm going to start a little bit of sauce for the lamb. So I'm going to take just a little bit of white wine. We can say like mm, about a quarter of a cup. Qu quarter of a cup of white wine is good. We're going to take just a little bit of black pepper, whole black peppercorns. We can take um, a couple sprigs of thyme and just a little bit of sliced raw shallots. So we can just let this reduce and this will be the beginning of our lamb sauce. So we can let that start to cook. Then we can go ahead and we can actually start roasting our lamb now. So I'm just going to take just a little bit of kosher salt and I'm just going to season these little pieces of lamb loins on both sides with a little salt and pepper. Just a little bit of, I like a nice crust of spices on the outside of my lamb. Gives it a nice spicy texture, a little crunchy almost. A little bit of salt and pepper on this side. Then we can take just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and sear our lamb. So now that we have our lamb loins nicely seasoned, we can just get them right in here to a nice hot pan. Wash my hands. So now that our lambs are roasting nicely, you can see we're going to get a nice little caramelization. Just let those roast nice and gently. So now that we have our lambs roasting and our wine reducing, we can go ahead and we can start making just a little bit of pea puree. So I have here um, a big bowl of 
blanched English peas. We just took them out of the pods and just blanched them for about 15 seconds in some hot water and then just refresh them in some ice water just to stop the cooking. So we can add a pretty good amount of peas to this blender. And we can add, I have here just a little bit of blanched parsley. Again, just like the peas, I just blanched these in some boiling water for about 15 seconds and then just refreshed it in some ice water just to stop the cooking. We can add all this blanched parsley here too. The blanched parsley is going to give it a nice herbaceous note and it's going to give it a really nice bright green color. So we can take just a little bit of plain water just to get our puree going. The peas will thicken this quite, uh, quite considerably. So we can start to blend and we just want to So now our pea puree has come to a nice creamy bright green puree. So I'm just going to take a chinois and just strain all this pea puree just to make sure we have a nice smooth creamy puree. We can just dump this right through. And we can just take a ladle and just push this right through the, through the chinois. Nice, bright, creamy green puree. So we can just get our pea puree just all pushed through the chinois. That way we'll remove any lumps or remaining peas that didn't get pureed properly. So now that we have our pea puree strained, we can just go ahead and get rid of this chinois. So we can set this aside. And we can continue cooking our lamb. So now that all of the white wine has reduced down just to what we call au sec, which just means that it's reduced down just to a nice tight syrup, uh, I'm just going to add about a half a cup of veal stock. Um, I, bought, I bought this veal stock, but veal stock is a pretty easy stock to make. We really just cover roasted veal bones with some water and some carrots, onions, and celery and cook it for about eight hours. Then we just strain all that out and just bring that down until we have this nice, beautiful, rich veal stock. So now that our lambs have a nice, beautiful, golden brown crust on them, I'm just going to turn both of these over. So now that we have our lamb sauce reducing and we have our lamb loins nicely roasted, I'm going to go ahead and heat up some vegetables. So I'm going to take just a little bit of plain water just a little bit and a little bit of butter. Uh, let's say we really don't need much for this, like a teaspoon, just a little bit to give the vegetables a nice little glaze. So we just want to stir the butter and the water together just to make a nice little butter glaze. So now that we have a little bit of butter and water mixed together, I'm just going to season this with just a little bit of salt. And I have here just a little bit of yellow carrots. I just blanch these in some hot water and just refresh them in a little ice water just to stop the cooking. We have a little bit of orange carrots. We can add this right to the pot. So we're just going to let these heat up nice and gently. Our lamb sauce is reducing nicely. We can let our lamb sauce reduce over here. And we can let our vegetables heat up nice and gently over here. So our lamb is just about ready. It'll probably a nice rare on the inside. So I'm going to take just a little bit of time 
And this will spatter just a little bit, but that's good. That just means the olive oil is taking on that delicious thyme flavor. So we can add just a little bit of butter here, maybe like another tablespoon of butter. So we're just going to continue to roast this lamb here in this delicious herbaceous butter. Our lamb sauce is reducing nicely. Our vegetables are heating up nice and gently. And our lambs are almost done. Add just a little bit more butter. So now that we have this beautiful herbaceous butter, we can just go ahead and we can just ladle this beautiful herbaceous butter right over the lamb. It's going to help finish cooking it and it's also going to give it a nice velvety smooth mouthfeel. So now that our lambs are just about done, we can pull these out. And we can start to plate. So to plate this lamb, I'm just going to take a little swipe of the pea puree and just lay that down on the plate first. Okay, so now that we have all of our ingredients ready, I'm going to go ahead and start plating. So we can just take a big, I like to use a nice big plate because there's a lot of beautiful colors here. So we can just take a nice big plate and we can take a nice big swoosh of this beautifully bright green pea puree. And we can just put a little dot here. And I like to just drag this right across the plate. So now that we have our carrots ready and our sauce is just about ready, I'm just going to add just a little bit of the peas in here with these carrots just to warm these through. I really only want to heat these peas up right at the last moment just to, just to heat them through because the longer that we heat them, the less green they're going to be. So I'm just going to strain all of the pepper and thyme and shallots out of here. So now that we have our sauce strained, I'm just going to slice open these lambs. So I like to take a nice couple nice slices here and split them right in half. We can see we have a nice beautiful medium here. So we can take our lamb slices and we can just arrange them around on the plate. Just a few nice slices just like this. And we can take some of our peas and carrots. Just a little bit of the peas and carrots here. And just place these all around. Really like the flavor of the peas and carrots. It's a real springy sort of flavor pairing here with the peas and the carrots. I really love all these brilliant colors. I think the peas really bring a really bright, beautiful green color to this that I really, really just love about this. So just a couple more peas here. So now that we have our peas on, I have just a little bit of pickled carrots here. So all I did to make these pickled carrots was I just coated them in a little salt and sugar for about 10 or 15 minutes and then I just covered them with half vinegar and half water. So I'm just going to take some of these beautiful little pickled carrots and just lay all these right over top. So I just used some purple carrots to make these and some yellow carrots. I really like the different color contrast here and I really like what happens to the purple carrots when we pickle them. They become this really brilliant purple. I really like that. So now that we have all of our carrots and peas on, I'm just going to put just a few mint leaves. I really love the flavor of the mint. I think it works really well with the lamb and the peas. So now that we have our mint on, I'm just going to season with just a little bit of the Martha's Vineyard uh, crunchy sea salt. I really love a little bit of crunchy salt on here. I really love the texture of having some crunchy salt with my roasted meat. So then just to finish, I just have just a few of these little pea tendrils. These are just the greens from the pea plants. 
So I just want to take just a few of these and just put these right on the top. And then now just to finish, we'll take just a little bit of our lamb sauce. We can just drizzle this right around. Beautifully roasted veal glaze to make our lamb sauce. So here we have our roasted lamb with peas and carrots. We're going to go ahead, we're going to get this cleaned up, and we'll be right back to plate our blue cheese. Welcome back. So we can go ahead and we can get started on making our blue cheese plate. So I have just a little bit of Bailey Hazen's blue cheese. This is a really excellent blue cheese. This comes from uh, the Jasper Hill Farms in Vermont. It's a really excellent creamy blue cheese. I really love the flavor. So we can take just a few nice big ample slices here. I really like a I really like a nice thick slice of blue cheese. And blue cheese is one of those things that kind of crumbles as it goes. So if this breaks up a little bit, it's, it's totally acceptable to have a little bit of crumble to your sliced blue cheese. I think that's pretty acceptable. So now that we have all of our blue cheese on, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make just a little celery salad. So we can take some of this raw shaved celery. I just shaved this with a peeler. I just shave this with a vegetable peeler. Get these nice big long shavings of raw celery. So I'm going to just take a few of these and just arrange them around. I really love the texture and the volume that these little pieces of shaved celery give to the plate. It's kind of an interesting way to serve the celery. I really love the shapes and textures that it, that it makes. So now that we have all of that shaved celery on, we can take, I just have just a few other pieces of raw celery, but these I just cut like on the bias. So we have a nice, nice array of the kinds of celery that we have here. We can just put these little pieces of sliced celery on. So now that we have a nice array of the kinds of celery, I'm just going to take a few grapes. I just took some red grapes and I just sliced these. So these are just sliced grapes and we can put these all over, all over our little celery salad here. I really love the flavor of the grapes. It's a nice acidity that brings, that helps cut through the cheese. I really like the flavor of the grapes. I think it's really classic with the blue cheese. And again, I really like the acidity that the grapes bring. So now that we have all of our grapes on, I'm just going to add a little bit of toasted walnuts. These are just walnut halves. I just toasted them in the oven for about 10 minutes, just until they're golden brown. Um, Mostly, I really like to toast the hazelnuts to give them a little texture. They become a little crunchier. Um, enhances their, their nuttiness just a little bit. So now that we have our celery, our grapes, and our walnuts on, I'm just going to take just a little bit of honey, and I'm just going to drizzle these all over all the vegetables. Gives it a nice little sweetness. Helps, helps round out the acidity from the grapes. And also, the honey really goes well with the blue cheese. Really strong, salty blue cheese goes really, really well with the sweetness of the honey. So now that we have the honey on, I'm just going to take a few parsley leaves and we can just arrange these little parsley leaves all over our celery salad. Just a couple more parsley leaves here. I like the parsley leaves. It just gives a nice herbaceous note and it also gives a nice bright green, deep, deep dark green color. I really love the color. They're just the celery leaves that come from the center of the head of a celery. So now that we have all of our nice little yellow celery leaves on, I'm just going to take a little bit of this baguette. This is a beautiful baguette. This comes from the Panda Avignon Bakery in New York City, one of my favorite local bakeries. So now that we have a little bit of baguette slice, I'm just going to arrange this here. 
I really love to serve my cheese plates on a big slab of wood like this. This one I got from charcuterieboards.com. So here we have our Bailey Hazen's blue cheese with celery and grape salad. We're going to get this cleaned up and we'll be right back to present all our dishes. Welcome back. So we have all of our dishes plated here. So today we started with our creamy sunchoke risotto with just a little bit of blanched celery and our truffle vinaigrette that we made with just a little bit of raw shallots and fresh lemon juice and a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. We garnished all this with just these beautiful little sunchoke chips. And again, all I did was deep fry some little shavings of sunchokes at about 275 degrees for about a minute, just until they were crispy, seasoned with a little salt. And then we moved on to our roasted lamb with peas and carrots. We had our beautiful bright green puree of parsley and peas. We have our nice, bright, crunchy, acidic pickled carrots. We used the maroon and the yellow carrots for that. We have a little bit of blanched carrots and peas. We garnish with a little bit of mint leaves and some pea tendrils. And then we finished all that off with our delicious sauce made from white wine, shallot, thyme, pepper, and a little bit of veal stock. Then we moved on to our delicious cheese plate. We had our Bailey Hazen's blue cheese with our little celery, grape, walnut salad seasoned with just a little bit of honey and our sliced baguette. I'm Chef Ian Bromstead and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Regal Fair. I'll see you next time.